Hey, this is Rob Corddry, and you're listening to Mad Scientist Party Hour. Welcome to another episode of Mad Scientist Party Hour. My name's Kevin Kraft. Joined, as always, by a man who's nude from the waist down and is currently making two elves jack his boner off at gunpoint. That's Jeff Clark. Yeah. Doing the Walter Gog- Walton Goggins. And transmitting to us from the South Pole... The present stealing, booger eating, bearded Grinch known as Shuddy Boy. Oh, ah, I like it. I like the variant. Whoo! All right, well, we got a, a lot of shit to kick off with today. Few orders of business, real quick. Uh, I do want to throw out a quick little plug. I was once again a guest on the 12 Guests of Christmas Doug Loves Movies episode. So if you're a Doug Loves Movies fan, I am one of the 12 that competed this year. Obviously, it wasn't an in-person one. It was done over Zoom with a different elimination round format. Uh, spoiler alert, your homie got knocked out uh, pretty early and in an embarrassing fashion. It was an answer oh, I should have known. <laughs> and I chicken shit it out, and I didn't commit. I should have I gone for it. I, I have... I've mentioned before, I get nervous when I go on other people's shows sometimes, and uh, sometimes it makes me a little gun-shy, and I should have just fucking gone for it. I should have had confidence in myself, because I knew the answer. The year threw me off. Um, Sorry for spoiling it, but you may have heard it already, and I have to explain myself. I'm fucking, I'm disappointed in my my performance. Yeah, uh, well, I'm disappointed you didn't rep us better also, but we'll move on. Don't worry, buddy. We'll move on. That's there. So, uh, Doug Loves Movies, 12 Guests of Christmas episode. Comes out every year. This is my second time on it, so check it out. Uh, another quick thing. I've been getting hit up a lot about the, uh, the standings of the new Jason Ellis show. And just to sort of explain stuff real quick, we're, recurring, we're recording this, excuse me, uh, December 21st. It's a Monday. The free Jason Ellis Show podcast. First episode releases tomorrow, December 22nd, Tuesday. So that'll be on YouTube, it'll be on iTunes, it'll be wherever you get podcasts. We've already banked three of them, so they're going to come out one a week. That's the contract, that's the language, so that's what we're going to do. And uh, I'm pretty sure it's all getting its own new feed, so I don't have those details yet, but I'm sure if you follow myself, Tully, or Jason Ellis on social media, we're going to be blasting the fuck out of it tomorrow. So that's there. The Patreon for the show, we do two uh, two-hour episodes a week. We did two episodes last week, so they're there. If you go to patreon.com slash ellismate, look at the tiers. There's six of them. There's a lot being offered, um, and they're, they're labeled... The ones with the Ellis Show are labeled Jason Ellis Show. So check those out if you want to hear four hours of the Jason Ellis Show behind a paywall a week. That is my official new gig, friends. That's the new venture. Congrats, so, congrats. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, and we're going to need a big push when we launch because that's when they start paying attention to download numbers and YouTube views and shit. So uh, 
I'm going to be pretty plug heavy. Now, getting to, that shit for out YouTube there. views to count, do they have to watch the whole video? Not 100% sure. I know they changed the, the, the place that hosts our podcast, MSPH. They changed their algorithm a couple of years ago. And whatever they did nuked everybody's shit. Like everybody's numbers got halved. So that royally fucked us and pretty much everybody else that does a podcast. Um, so I don't know what YouTube's algorithms are specifically. I know they count hours. So they log every app, like all the hours collectively viewed by that channel. And I'm sure that is an aspect when you're pitching to sales reps and trying to get advertisers and sponsors and shit. But that'll be out tomorrow or depending on when you're listening to this, already out. Exciting, exciting, was, exciting, friends. Yeah, how pumped are you to kind of get get the ball rolling again? It's exciting. It's exciting to start a new venture. It's exciting to see how stoked people are on social media about it. Mm-hmm. And I I tried to do my best to kick things off with a bang. So I did I did a stunt episode one, trying to uh I don't want to say lure people in. That sounds sinister. Yeah, lure people in. Trying to whet their appetite so they, they're hungry for more. Exactly. Trying to launch big. Track new viewers. Yep. Tantalize them. Yeah, and it's already been out on social media. I got shot in the nutsack, bare nutsack with a salt shotgun. It, nice. nice. Not like buckshot in a, like a... Like or, one of those bug killing... Yeah, the bug assault. Yeah, I got yeah. shot in the bare nutsack um, quite a few times with that, which... Well, you live to tell the story about it, and that's nice. Didn't feel nice, but hey, yeah. I'm happy to try and be like, man, you see these motherfuckers are getting shot in their bare scrote bags. If that if that brings those in are... a few a few viewers, <clears throat> fuck yeah, yeah. That's those are those uh, are broadcasters with a mind for victory. Yeah, yeah. The return on investment is really good on that. And one last quick piece of business: we are going to be joined by our friend who hasn't been on in quite a while, Dr. Steve of Weird Medicine. I've been texting with him. Um, we're going to do a, a, a long-awaited Dr. Steve episode again. So people that are unfamiliar with Dr. Steve, he hosts the Weird Medicine podcast and serious radio show where he is an actual doctor and people call in or write in with medical questions. And he answers them in a way that dum-dums like us can understand and uh, also has a lot of humor injected into it. So it's a really funny show that you also learn a bunch of shit. And if you're like me, I'm a fucking hypochondriac. I'm constantly thinking I'm dying. Anytime something looks different, I'm like, that's what's going to kill me. That, that, that spot, that's a, cancer. That was a really good rate relationship for you, for us to cultivate. Like having, being able to have Dr. Steve just a text message away has really probably made your life easier. I try very hard not to bombard him. It's like, (laughs) if I'm really sweating, then I'll hit up Dr. Steve or, you know, I've, I've nurses in my, my family that I sometimes like, is this cancer on my arm? Yeah, but you can't really ask your aunts about your VD. That's true. I do text Dr. Steve a lot of dick pics for that. Like, what is that? What's on my dick? (laughs) <laughs> so um if you're if you're a hypochondriac like me and you don't want to go to the dentist every fucking week with every little thing that pops in your head 
hit us up. Send us an email, <laughs> madscientistpartyhour at gmail.com. Put Dr. Steve in the subject so it's easy to find. Um, yeah. yeah. If you're sick every week like Kevin and you're going to the dentist a lot, you're, you're probably fucked up. Yeah, if you go to the dentist, you are fucked up. No, you just said Take like if from... you're a hypochondriac like me and you visit the dentist. Oh, all I the did time. say dentist. It's like, yeah, it's oh. like oh, all right. Oh yeah. If you don't want to go to the doctor all the time, there we go. That's better phrasing. Or if you have stuff this that maybe you're doctor. Even if you're like embarrassed about it, like if you have something on your dick, we'll leave it anonymous. We'll ask Doctor Steve. You listen, and he'll answer your question for you. He's a solid yeah. dude. Listen to listen to some episodes if you haven't already. You'll see his style. And he is a just an overall treasure of a human. He is. Dr. Steve is the fucking best. I love that guy. I haven't talked to him in a long time, but yeah. He's always been been awesome. Yeah, he's a good I'm dude. He's always breaking down. He's always been in our corner. He's always had MSPH's back. We've done crossover shows in the past. And he's I a good call dude. I screened for him yeah. several times back in the day. Shuddy's worked for him. <laughs> So help. help yeah, we go, love Dr. Steve. Yeah, send us your questions. Um, I know there's a lot of people listening that have to have something that they've always wanted to bring up to a doctor, and maybe you were embarrassed, or Chief maybe you don't Brody, have. We're looking at you. Maybe you don't have health insurance. A lot of people got booted off their health insurance this year. I know how that feels. <laughs> and Dr. Steve will hook you up. He'll help you out. He's a good dude. And yeah. so look forward to that early 2021, early next year after the holidays. We're going to get him on. All right. That handles all the housekeeping. So, Shuddy, we were discussing in the Easter egg. So, if you're not watching this on YouTube, I've donned my festive attire. This is the, the week of Christmas. So, this is our Christmas episode. We're not doing anything really Christmassy other than, you know, what we're wearing. But Shuddy Boy has got, like, a little bit of a fashion show lined up for us. Well, not so much a fashion show. Like, I'm not going to be changing or anything. So, you, uh, you're wearing right now a, a half gray, half white, knitted hoodie it's, it's a sweater yeah it's a sweater hooded sweater yeah uh and it's got some like triangle patterns on it it's wintry and you it's, said it's from the old navy winter collection it's festive enough and it doesn't have blue or green there's no christmas colors there's no ornaments so i guess the only thing festive about it is it protects you from the cold yeah and it's got wintery like ski chalet vibes yeah i'm getting i'm getting wintery vibes off the patterning of the patterns yes thank you jeff are you decided i I mean i see a a line of of ska black and white checkers (laughs) there's not any it looks like you go shoveling right now and that's all that that's all i mean agreed so what else what else are you rocking shuddy you've brought some other items out for us well yeah i can't i had Every year I've gotten a new Christmas sweater to wear on Christmas Day. So two years ago, it was uh, Jesus holding balloons that said birthday boy. (laughs) I like it. Uh, Last year, I bought a delightful velour tracksuit that has this amazing sequin tiger wearing a Santa hat on it. Oh my yeah, it's goodness. like a Christmas themed like Rocky two jacket. Oh yeah, yeah. I it's, love it. It's tacky as shit. It's got it on the front too. And then this year, the one I'm most excited for, and I've kept hidden from all of the children until Christmas Day. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully your kids aren't in the Puminati. 
Oh, you got a Baby Yoda Christmas sweater with Mandalorian helmets behind it. All right. So I'm, I'm excited about this. Is that okay. a knitted sweater or is that printed on a sweatshirt? Nope, it's a knitted sweater. Nice. Because I've gotten tricked by those before. I've bought things that look like... buy sweatshirts that have Christmas sweater printing on them. That's just... I've done that before, not knowing it until it arrives, and that's always a bummer. No, I bought that in person at Kohl's, if anybody's looking for them. Nice. All right. Well, shit. I mean, you could be the, the Russian Christmas gangster and put on that velour tracksuit. Feel like you're the guy that'll like steal my wallet and then be like, "By the way, Merry Christmas," and then walk away. Yeah, you I did roll up. into Christmas dinner wearing that tracksuit last year. I rolled into Christmas dinner wearing that tracksuit and a pair of Jordans. Nice. I feel like you should wear a wife beater too under underneath uh, the, uh, yeah. the jacket. Unzip it a little bit. The Jordan yeah. fours that I bought for myself and then told my parents that they were my birthday present from them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's a nice racket. I'm going to try that. I bought myself a Christmas Lamborghini, Mom. The receipt's on the way. <laughs> yeah, you're just going to... I'm going to write it off with you. Every year, it's like, what do you want? I'm like, I don't fucking know. I, I don't know. And then I walked into uh, a Champs last year, and there they were. I'm like, I'm buying these. And I just sent my mom a picture and said, I bought your Christmas present for me. And she was I'm like, wait a second. I didn't agree to this, shutty boy. She wasn't happy. Oh, she, even though I'm on the verge of 40, uh, she does not like me knowing my presence. Oh, damn. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I, I, uh, I bought presents off of Amazon mostly, and I wrote like a gift receipt, and I said it was from Santa to the people that I um, bought the gifts for, and they don't, any, they don't belong or they don't believe in Santa anymore. So, Ho, ho, ho. Enjoy the coal. <laughs> From Santa Clark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just got... I, I did get on my Santa Clark shit. My mom... Uh, I don't know if you can see that in the background. My mom sent me, UPS, a box of wrapped presents. So I have them underneath my fake bitch-ass tree that we're going to open on a Christmas morning Zoom. That's lovely. Yeah. That's awesome. My mom's, yeah, my mom's flying into town, so I get to have her in person. It's the first time I've seen her since, and it's been a long time. Most of the kids year, Christmas presents are under the tree already here. Do you or Sharon attach your names to it, or do you go by, is it Santa Claus, and you just chalk it up to both of you? No, it's just, it's just these are from us. That's it it's a new grinch a different tradition than i'm used to um i'm used to just labeling the present who they're for who they're from and it's now each kid has their own distinct wrapping paper and like these are your presents from us in this wrapping paper and it's and you you have a birthday your birthday is also on christmas christmas day is shuddy boys yes. 39th birthday correct. so happy early birthday thank you and do you demand double up gifts from the kids? Like, ah, don't don't skimp out on me. I get double I the gifts. I don't demand any presents from the kids. They just know they know their place. Do I hope that the children have bought me Christmas presents and birthday presents? Absolutely, but I don't require it. And if I don't like it, I'm gonna strike you. 
<laughs> let's not let's not put that out in the air that I beat my children. Let's that's Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're all we're all fucking For the record here. that we're all was jokers comedy. Here. That was comedy. Oh, give me a break. I think Everybody domestic knows violence that. is the funniest during the holidays. <laughs> God damn it, Jeff. <laughs> Sorry. Um <laughs> trying to spin it forward. Oh, I did want to give another quick update. So last week I talked about I was playing the the highly anticipated new game Cyberpunk 2077. If I can get a little nerdy with you guys. <laughs> I dove back into it a little bit more also. It's I heard it's not too cool. It's it's actually got me now. It's got me. Like oh. I got um you know I I played it a bunch and I don't know if I've ever forced myself this much to play a game that I wasn't into but it has sort of paid off. I'm still bummed out by the combat aspects. Like, I think the combat mechanism is sort of lame. You sort of just have to, because the, the aiming system is so bad, the cursor's always moving, so you can't really shoot people from far away because it takes a lot of shots to kill people. So I got a katana now, and I'm just running up on people, like, berserker style, and slicing the fuck out of them. And then their head will just go like, woo! And just become detached and flip away from the body. So that's made things more fun. I the it is still very buggy, which sucks. Uh, I've I've had it crash on me multiple times, but it's feeling more cyberpunky and less Grand Theft Auto-y The further that I've gotten into it, um, I did have a weird moment last night where I made it to basically that city's red light district. And when you talk to people, it gives you know sometimes different conversation options and. And actions you can do. And depending on where your stats are, sometimes it'll unlock like a secret thing you can say to them that normally wouldn't be there. And I was half paying attention and I was super stoned. And I accidentally fucked a male prostitute. <laughs> like I wasn't thinking. And all of a sudden he's like, mm, well, follow me, sugar. I'll show you a good time. And I was like, uh oh, what did I do? And then all of a sudden it kicks off this cutscene and I'm sucking his dick and fucking him in the ass and he's blowing me. <laughs> I was laughing so hard I might have woken up my neighbors. It was fucking hilarious. And then like nice. So I was in the middle of a mission. So this dude is following me like this this yakuza type guy and we're on a very serious mission and he didn't call me out on it but I could only imagine if it was like a real thinking entity. He's like we're on the middle of a we're in the middle of a very important mission. Why are you sneaking off to go like suck these dudes' dicks? Like, come on, dude, dude focus, canoodle. focus here. Oh, yeah, there's there's plenty of time for that later. <laughs> so once that once that cutscene ended, and like I saw that it didn't affect my mission, and he was like, "Oh, where'd you go?" Or like, "Hey, you disappeared for like an hour, so your mission expired. I don't know what the fuck you were doing. It didn't affect things." So I keep on walking, and then some chick comes up to me, and she's like. Mm, what's up, sugar? And I'm like, all right, well, I just went through like the gay um, sex cutscene. I, I it already doesn't affect my mission, so I'll throw another hundred bucks down and and see what this experience is like. And they, without really showing genitals, like they do show titties and stuff, but you see hands reaching for crotches and heads buried in crotches and stuff. It's it's pretty funny how graphic they get with it without actually showing insertion or you know poontang lips or nut sacks i mean the game does show nut sacks and dicks but just not in a sexual context very funny i enjoyed it. i'm glad all i'm glad all the homeless stuff brought you back around to cyberpunk 2077 
It's really all I was looking for. As long as it checked some boxes. It did. It was funny. I liked it. <laughs> what do you do you have any other games you're buying for Christmas? Me? Or just generally speaking? Do you have any games on the radar that you're No. In fact, like Cyberpunk's been delayed so many times, that's like pretty much the only game that I've been looking for. And you'd think with these next next gen consoles, there would be, you know, a whole slot of games people are looking for. There are games that were announced that I want to play. I just don't think any of them have release dates yet. And now that yeah, it looks like... Go ahead, Shuddy. Sorry. That's kind of the bummer I'm having with the PS5. Like, Yeah, where are I the games? I want games. I want games. And the few that are out, I have what I want already. I'm telling you, though, if you stick with Cyberpunk, because now I'm feeling like, okay, I'm actually in this. I'm going to play this game and beat it. I just finally did the first mission where you're doing where you go in the brain dance for the first time it's fucking cool right it is overcomplicated. Overcomplicated. you have to switch between playback and then you have to search in a visual layer a thermal layer an audio layer like there's yeah. just too much fucking going on once you get the hang of it though it is it is fun and it pays off if if anybody has ever played a Fallout game, it's it's kind of Fallouty. Like there's, you can pick up almost everything in the room. You can get bogged down by holding too many items, and it is a little annoying in a sense where it's it's also sort of like Borderlands, where there's just so many different types of guns. Like every time you kill somebody, they have a gun on them, and you have to just like check the stats and be like, all right, do I really want to fucking bog my inventory down with this and pick it up? Is this worth it? So there is that thing that factors into it. But once you get over that really steep learning curve, it's it's pretty solid. The one thing I'll say though is I've I went last night I went on YouTube and I was looking at because I'm playing it on the PS5 as well, seeing where because this is I don't think this is something that's ever happened before. The PlayStation Store actually took removed the listing of it, so you can't even buy the digital Cyberpunk on the PlayStation Store anymore because they're like it's too, it's too buggy, and it's mainly for PS4 users. It. I thought they just took it out of the PlayStation 4 for PS4. I haven't checked, but I, I don't I don't I don't know if they only removed it for one, but I just saw the headline that they removed it from the store, but I watched some YouTube videos of people playing it on a PS4 and it is it's embarrassing. It, it it's like PlayStation 3 at best. It's fucking brutally it bad. It makes no sense. No. That the game for the last-gen console is not working on the last-gen console. Yeah, and I get that these guys, like, they've been working on it for eight years, and the suits have been, like, rushing people, making people work, like, 12-hour days, round-the-clock, seven days a week. Like, the programmers have been working their fingers to the bone. The suits are losing tons of money, so they're just like, fuck it, release it, and we'll fix everything else in patches. But, uh... Yeah, PS4, I it looks real bad. But I also pulled up a video watching somebody play it on a souped-out PC with, like, maxed-out processors, maxed-out graphics card, and it's it's impressive. It looks sick. And then I guess the PS5 just falls somewhere in between. But yeah, after disparaging it last week, I felt I needed to give an update and say, I came around, I, I powered through, and I'm, I'm digging it now. And butt-fucking-a-dude's pretty funny in it. Yeah, try I like it. how you got there. Try, try butt fucking a dude. There's uh, there. Okay. Investors are trying to get 
a class action lawsuit against CD Projekt. Uh, Holy shit! For misrepresentation. Damn. It's, who's CD Projekt? The people who the company that released Cyberpunk. Okay. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not in the mode where I'm like chasing people down trying to get a refund or anything. I also got a unlocked a motorcycle because I was bitching about the driving too. It's it's much easier if you're using a motorcycle, and I unlocked a motorcycle that looks just like the one that Kaneda drives in Akira, and it's fucking awesome. Oh my god, I got the biggest nerd boner when I unlock that. So it's it's looped me back in. Awesome! Yeah. What a development! Thank God. Yeah, I know Jeff has been very worried about this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It just. Every time we talk about the PS5, it just makes me more and more like bummed out about my purchase. I mean, we're getting to the point where like, what is good about the PS5 here in 2020? I mean, I'm sure it's all going to round up into form and stuff, but there's not a lot of new games. The new games that are on there aren't like blowing anyone away, from what I hear. But and you are you're playing the new Call of Duty on it, and you're playing the updated Madden, right? Like they did a Madden patch that makes it. Um ps5 worthy or some shit yeah yeah like the yeah exactly they migrated it or integrated it with ps5 graphics and it's it's all right i mean it's it's fine the the first madden on next gen consoles or new new consoles usually are the weakest versions which makes sense so i'm anticipating the next one being all right and again like as as this ps5 thing continues it'll get better and it'll be fleshed out but it's just like what a just a botched opening, in my opinion. They usually what do, do though. You they think never re- of the addition in Madden 2021 of the next gen stats. All I do is play online. They'll pop up every now and then, but I don't notice it to be like a big thing. It's not like a major thing that like I have a I have an opinion on. So, what do you think? I enjoy it. It's just it happens all the time. Yeah, it seems to happen very, very frequently. Yeah, I feel like they think it's cool, so whatever. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't hate it. I mean, it is like a a newer thing in like NFL TV broadcasting too, where they're doing like next gen stats and like coming up with metrics that no one really gives a fuck about or they aren't that important, but they're just trying to like I don't know whatever fluff up the broadcast. So it makes sense that they're doing it as well in the video game but yeah i mean call of duties i don't know i feel like there's not a lot of maps like there's not a lot of levels and granted i i play like the most vanilla version of all these video games the most basic generic version i just play call uh team deathmatch and call of duty and i just play people online and and madden so i'm not like going into the new features the new modes i'm not the best person to do a review on these things that's why i haven't really gone all in on a review but I don't know. The general sense or vibe that I get is that it's been a weak opening to the PS5 experience. I feel like the like Xbox and Sony, they always tend to kind of launch weak. You know, the 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 person who kills it on launches is usually Nintendo. Cuz they usually will hit you with, you know, a Mario or a Zelda, sometimes both. They'll hit you. They know what people want and they'll they'll launch strong. But Sony They don't overthink it. No, Sony and Xbox, they, 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 they always tend to launch a little weak and like, oh, here's another, here's Call of Duty 38 um, and another sports game. 
And like, I don't know, if you're not into those franchises, it's not the strongest thing. I was just mostly pumped to, you know, be able to stream 4K movies and TV and shit on it. That was that was a big selling point of me getting it early. Was the the movie yeah. watching aspect of it. The they finally put thing. they finally put um HBO Max on it. Yes, I was going to ask you if you had seen that. Yeah. Yeah, so I got that. I got that snatched up quick. Yeah, I've been using that frequently. Yeah, I mean that's that's the last cool. few days. Yeah. Uh, hey. Do you guys want to play a game? Let's play a game. Fuck yeah. I don't think we play enough games. Same. Letterbox D, Letterbox D, it's Letterbox D, the D stands for dumb. It's the Letterbox D game. That's right, friends. the ginger version? It is. We've got part two of the Letterbox D game, the D stands for Dom. This is our friend Dom, who Shuddy and I have known for a very long time. He is a connoisseur of dog shit movies. And we play a game that our friend Tim, a.k.a. Ginger and Juice, has put together of Dom's reviews on the movie app Letterboxd, which we affectionately call Letterboxd. Yep, Letterboxd Dom today. Yep, Letterboxd Dom. By the way, yeah, if I... you want to uh, follow him on social media, I feel like we, sh- we could give Dom a quick plug. We've never shouted him out before. Is uh, I mean, He usually stays pretty SEO friendly. So yeah, Dominator... 311 on Instagram, if you want to follow Dom. <laughs> yeah, he's always got the 311 somewhere in his in his name. Oh, shit. Give me one sec. Somebody just knocked on the door. I want to see if it's Uh-oh. anything important. Sorry. Christmas gifts. Uh-oh. We got a little Amazon elf. Do we have a, an unboxing happening? Oh, yeah. I love a good unboxing porn. It's a satisfying <laughs> feeling. What? You see how he runs? What a pussy. Man, this thing, this stupid Santa costume is baking me out. I'm dripping with sweat. You look good, though. I'm committed. So that's I'm all committed. that matters. It's staying. I die, wish I had a Santa I'm hat. Staying. Did you ever go to SantaCon? Were you one of those <laughs> no. guys? Nope. Yeah. Nah. Too lazy for that. A couple hot chicks I knew in the city used to always go to SantaCon, and I'm assuming... I mean, just doing anything with hot chicks is cool. Yeah, so. hot chicks can convince me to do anything. Right. I would have went to SantaCon had it had I been living in New York City during those days. But, me too. <laughs> you know, it wasn't like a, real, a thing in 2008, 2009. I'm sure it existed, but whatever. I don't know. All right, back to the game. Uh, so the game is played by we are presented with four movie options, and we have to guess which one Dom rated the highest. On Letterbox D, from one to five stars. Actually, they do halves, so you can go from 0.5 to five stars. So here's the first batch of movies to choose from: Electra, the Jennifer Garner Daredevil spin-off movie; Pitch Black, uh, the uh, 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 Vin, Diesel Vin Diesel sci-fi action movie. Frankenhooker, an 80s B-horror movie, and License to Drive, a 1980s vehicle, no pun intended, for the Corys. So, 
Shuddy and I. Omen and Haim? Yes. We got, Jeff beat our ass in this last week. And Shuddy and I have known Dom way longer than Jeff has. So the the system of analyzing his picks are out the window. It sort of is a crapshoot. I do know Dom loves 80s movies. Uh, I can't see him liking Electra. I don't think Pitch Black, well, I could see Dom liking it. I don't know if Dom would love it. So I'm torn between Frankenhooker and License to Drive. You got to pick one. You got to. You're starting off. This this batch okay. is your guess first. And you know what sucks is I know Shuddy and Dom, or maybe not. Have you guys done Frankenhooker on what the fuck did I just watch? I. You've done almost fifty <laughs> episodes at this point. It's hard to keep track of fifty movies. I. Yeah, I, I I've be been trying to remember that also. I think we did. I'm pretty sure we did. Can I come back on a what the fuck did I just watch next year? Did I I didn't see too many racial slurs in the no, first one. You can you're absolutely welcome to come back on what the fuck did Sweet. I just watch. I want to come back too. Just throwing that out there. You're, Don't, you're not allowed. I'm not, you're not yeah, invited. I'm not coming if Kevin <laughs> is invited. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna make my pick. While I think Dom did enjoy Frankenhooker, I'm gonna say he liked license to drive more. I'm gonna go I'm gonna, with Frankenhooker. I was gonna go with License to Drive. When 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 Kevin, I didn't know who was in that movie, but when Kevin said it's the Corys, instantly I'm like, oh, that's Dom shit. I love License to Drive. Love License it. to Drive is an amazing film, and it holds up. I've never it's, seen it. It's still great to this day. Oh, is it? What's it I about? Think, I think it was um, Heather Graham's first movie. She plays the the hot chick named Mercedes. They're really on brand with the car theme. It's uh, Corey Haim. Corey Haim is like obsessed with getting his driver's license. When he takes his test, he fails. And then like, I think he sneaks to the laminating machine and just prints out his license anyway, despite failing. Something along those lines. Or he just lies and says he passed. Either way, he fails and then goes off on a driving adventure when he steals his parents' car. What, did you guys, either one of you, fail a driver's test, or did you get it in your first time? I got it first time. Kevin, you're lying. No, I did. I aced right. the written test. I fucked up a little bit parallel parking on the drive driving exam, or road test, I mean. I don't remember if there was a... I thought the written was only for the permit. I don't know. Whatever. It's fucking 20 I'm years ago. I'm going license to drive. Okay, so let's clear out the answers for the ones nobody picked. Let's do Electra first. Electra got 1.5 dicks. That makes sense. Knew it. Does it, though? Does it really make sense? I mean, with Dom, nothing makes sense. It's a yeah. shitty movie. Dom likes shitty movies. He did not like that shitty movie. In real life, Kevin, it makes sense, but... I think it's fair for Kevin to say that. He was... He had a feeling that Electra was not going to be highly rated, and he quickly dismissed it. So did I. Yeah. All right, let's do Pitch so Black. So you guys are getting better. Pitch Black. Oh, shit. Hold on. Uh, Three dicks. That's solid. Res- respectable. Three Vin Diesel dicks. That's respectable. Yeah. Frankenhooker. Probably high. Oh, man. Shuddy, you picked Frankenhooker, right? Mm-hmm. It's a point for you. That got four dicks. 
Wait, do you know the ant? Do, do you know that the other one didn't beat it? Yeah, because Tim puts stars next to it if that's the winner. Ah, uh, okay. And License to Drive got ooh close three point five dicks. I disagree. I think <laughs> License to Drive is a four dicker. I've watched it within the past two years and really enjoyed it. All right, next batch of movies. Uh, Shuddy, you guess first this time. Um, Piranha 3DD. So that is the okay. sequel to the Piranha 3D movie, which I thought was awesome. I liked Piranha 3D. I did not see Double D because I heard it was really Piranha bad. 3D had Elizabeth Shue and Jerry O'Connell in it. Yep. And um, a Piranha Eats, Jerry O'Connell's severed penis in it. Yes, it does. I watched three double D for, um, what the fuck did I just watch? I remember you did not like that, Shuddy. I'm no, pretty sure. Uh, I don't remember Dom. Was it, a, was it Elizabeth Shue or Jerry O'Connell? Who did it to you? The, neither of them were in it. Uh, who was in it though was, uh, David Keckner. I love David Keckner. Who's was phenomenal in it, but, uh, and there were lots and lots of, uh, there was lots of gratuitous nudity. So it Ooh. had things going for it. With things that Dom greatly appreciates too. Yep. What are the other options? Train to Busan. The Korean zombie movie that I was recently raving about. Next movie. All right. Here's here's the, the old Dom curveball. Notoriously, Dom rated The Matrix one dick. He did not like The Matrix. Did Dom like Independence Day? Universally loved Independence Day. Or Daredevil. The Ben Affleck vehicle. Shuddy, so you're kicking off. going... Piranha, three double D. All right, bold choice. Is it me next? If you want. Actually, it is you. Yeah, it is you next. You go last next time. Independence Day. Ah, fucking Christ! Are the options again? It's Piranha three D D. Independence Day, Daredevil, and Train to Busan. <laughs> it's definitely Independence Day. I'm, I'm pissed that you took that one. I thought there was no way you're going to take that one. I mean, the bull. I'm playing to win, you pussy. Me. I feel like Dom is more reasonable with this movie stuff than you guys are giving him credit for, or maybe more so than the what the fuck did I just watch would uh, insinuate. I'm going independent say Bill Pullman's speech is worth two dicks alone. All right, so let's go to the ones nobody picked. Uh, Daredevil got two dicks. I Easy. might be a little high. Might be a little too high. Train yeah. to Busan. Dare, Daredevil's the funniest fucking superhero to me. The guy occupies a neighborhood in fucking in fucking Manhattan. Like he's yeah. by far the worst crime fighter. Like, dude, if it's just beef in Hell's Kitchen that Daredevil is. He went addressing. out to San Francisco yeah. for a bit. But traditionally, like all the superheroes are like, bad guys, let's fucking stop them. The world is under threat. The the threat of existence is is under threat. And Daredevil's like, 
I'll take um, these square blocks over here. <laughs> yeah, I got these it. three. These three well, blocks are my ju- jurisdiction. Normally, <laughs> Spider Man doesn't leave Manhattan either. That's not you know. But Manhattan is big. Like what, what Hell's Kitchen is really like a half fucking square mile. Most of it occupied by the Javits Center these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, dude. <laughs> fucking clown. Oh, right. thanks, Daredevil. Great. Yeah, if we have any problems in Hell's Kitchen, we know who to call. Uh, Train to Busan got three point five dicks. All right, now we'll do we'll do Shuddy. We'll see what he put for Piranha Three DD. Fucking hell! It's another point for Shuddy. Pew, pew, pew. Four point five dicks. Are you kidding me? Come on. All right. This is Do- uh, Jeff. Independence Day got three dicks. <laughs> well, maybe he did suck Bill Pullman's dick twice in that situation. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, and the rest of the movie just got one dick. I think we were due for some regression, naturally. I don't know if you cherry picked these at all, but you know he was too logical last week, so. It's it should have been expected that the the most just cra- the the most wacky options were going to be the ones that Dom probably ranked the highest. I know Tim put a lot of time into this. Like he really <laughs> scoured Dom's letterbox D page. Okay. Trying Tim to you know trying EP to keep it interesting. on this episode. Yeah. Okay, next batch of movies. The 80s classic Mannequin which I'll admit, I love my I love that movie. I own it on Blu-ray. I've seen Mannequin so many times. Uh, next movie is Bikini Bloodbath Christmas. <laughs> oh wow, we got some real heavy hitters in this one. Followed by Double Team, which <laughs> Dennis is, Rodman and John Claude Van Damme. Yeah, so because it's confusing. I know Jean Claude also did an action movie where he. Was he played his own twin, and there was two of them, but Double Team is the Rodman one, right? I'm pretty sure. Me too. And then the fourth movie of this batch is the 2010 remake, The Karate Kid. <laughs> this is fucking tough. This is a a really tough one. It's got a shitty karate movie. Dom loves karate movies. It's got a really good 80s movie. It's got a Bottom of the barrel B horror movie and a weird remake of an 80s movie. This one's scrambling my Wait, brain. And you're you kicking said it Mannequin off. is famous and I've never heard of it. I'm looking for it on IMDb. Really? Andrew yeah. McCarthy, um, uh, Kim Cattrall, Kim Cattrall, James Spader, James Spader, and the dickhead from Police Academy. Nothing. Okay. The, the second one is Bikini Bloodbath. Third, a fourth one was Karate Kid. What was the third one again? Double Team. Oh yeah, well, that's with Rodman and John Claude Van Damme. Yeah. Oh yeah, we should reenact that. Me and Dom. I'll be John. I'll be Dennis Rodman. He could be John Claude. <laughs> Let's do a table read. Me and him. I'll, that would be I'll, amazing. I'll go. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go double team. All right. Shuddy. Just because it has the guy from Police Academy, I'm taking Mannequin. I think that's what's going to push it over to the edge for Dom. I'm going Mannequin as well because 
I feel like if you watch that movie for the first time as an adult, it might not do much for you, but I watched that as a kid <laughs> constantly, and I fucking loved it. I thought so Andrew McCarthy I. was like the funniest dude in the world. I thought Kim Cattrall was so hot. I even fucking went so Hollywood far. Hollywood was amazing. Hollywood was the best. I fucking loved Hollywood. And I, I, it, it made such an impact on me that sometimes when I had to go to the mall with my mom or my grandma, I would fucking sneak off in JCPenney and plant a smooch on one of the mannequins and see if it would come to life. Let me see your boobs. That's so Kevin Kraft. There was a kid's show when we were young about a mannequin who came to life in a department store. Was there? Yeah, and it was. I can't remember the name of it, but I was already on board with mannequins coming to life prior to seeing mannequin. So, and then once you saw. Kim Cattrall's fine ass running around. I was around. like, oh, this is much better. She's running around the department store naked. Well, her I boobies saw, out. I, I saw that movie. I don't think so. Right there might be some butt. Time, I saw Weird Science. So I had a very unrealistic uh, idea of how hot women came to be in ordinary men's lives. Oh, I know. It was like, man, none of the, none of the girls at school like me. Maybe I can get a computer or kiss a mannequin. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I won't die alone. Maybe I should try that when malls reopen. I'm just gonna go around smooching mannequins and see if uh, <laughs> I could dig myself out of this hole. <laughs> yeah, I, I I know I have a much better chance of converting a mannequin into a human and fucking that than than succeeding on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's let's start again with the ones that nobody picked. Karate Kid 2010. Dom. Oh shit. Got him. So, Moving these tabs around is getting confusing. Okay. Karate Kid remake got... That's the winner? That's the winner. Are you fucking Damn. kidding me? Dom rated... Is Jaden Smith? Yeah. Jaden Smith. Jackie Chan. Of wax on, wax off. It's jacket on, jacket off. Yeah. Jacket off. <laughs> Nobody proofread that one. So yeah, yeah. That's the winner. Karate Kid. <laughs> Dom liked that the most. A four-dicker. So... <laughs> Just for fuck's sake, Bikini Bloodbath Christmas got one dick. Uh, Double Team got one dick. And Mannequin got two dicks. (laughs) Oh, come on. You need to rewatch that, Dom. All right, so Shuddy, you're still in the lead. You have two points, right? Yep. And I don't remember what the other ones are. Do I have a point at all? No. Nope. No. Jeff and I both the third got one. Eggs. Okay, here is ooh, this is gonna be this is gonna be interesting. Okay. This batch of four movies. The twenty twelve remake of Total Recall. The nineteen ninety original Total Recall. Ooh. Big Lebowski and Fight Club. Oh, Okay. Wow, this is a good this is a good one. Yeah. Kevin, this is the fourth one, right? So Kevin, you go first. Okay. I think I might have some inside info on this one. I'm pretty sure it's to- the original Total Recall. I know Dom loves that movie. I mean, Big Lebowski and Fight Club are on my Mount Rushmore. Letterbox D lets you feature your four top movies and Big Lebowski and Fight Club are on mine. But what are the other two again? 
uh, Akira and Scott Pilgrim. Right. Okay. All right. What do you guys pick? Well, I mean, if you say you already got a scouting report, I don't know. It's tough to go against that. And right when you said Total Recall, the original, immediately I was like, oh, it's going to be real hot. Unless there's another Arnold movie on this list. I don't know. Because, and I, I, I have far less of a scouting report on Dom. But it feels like Dom would be one of the bigger Arnold Schwarzenegger fans in the entire world ever. That Based I don't know. What I know. I mean, it's hard Those to. Are, I, I I will look at anybody funny who tells me that they're like meh on Schwarzenegger. Like, the fuck is wrong with you? How could you be meh on, on Schwarzenegger? Yeah, I can't be friends with that person. So, Jeff, are you picking Total Recall as well? Yeah, I hate doubling up, but I don't. I mean, I don't know what else. Yeah, I'm going you mean Total you hate Recall. Doubling up or. We're playing a game here. You're allowed to double up. We're I don't like ordering the same thing as someone on the menu. I like to order my own thing. We're not at a diner no. right now. We're playing a game. This is Letterbox D. Well, I, all right. Here's the other thing. I know that at least with... I know you usually got to fade retards to win games. And, you know, you're not, you're not the smartest or the sharpest tool in the shed. So going on the same side of you is a sure way... To lose, probably. Is Man, that, took, no offense. You know, <laughs> you don't win a no, lot just, of games. You know what I'm talking about. No, it just took me a lot to like do the math. I'm like, wow, all right. I have no idea what that means, what Jeff just said. How are we going to get there? And I think you explained it. Yeah. All right. Kind of insulting Shuddy, you. Are you making a, a three-way on this? Yes. We're, we're tripoding Total Recall. All right. We're so, gangbanging Total Recall. The three. Well, are you each going to grab a titty? All right, let's go straight for it. Yeah, five-dicker. Total recall. We all get a point. Shuddy maintains his lead of two. Dom gave the remake of Total Recall 0.5 dicks. Jeez. (laughs) And now, two classic movies, two Hall of Famers. Let's see what Dom rated them. Wait, wait, let's see what we think is better. Between Big Lebowski and Fight Club? I think... Big Lebowski and Fight Club. I'm going to... Do this unconventionally. Uh, I am going to say the aggregate average rating for those two movies is two and a half or below. Wow, you're putting a spread on the combined score of uh, Big Lebowski and the Fight Club or Fight Club. I think it'll be above that. I think Dom would probably give them three dicks each. But I have faith in Dom. I'm saying he's going to give a combined seven dicks. So you'd each have to get 3.5 at least. Okay. Or, yeah, or a three and a four. And I'm going to say he liked Fight Club more. I'm going to go. Yeah, I was going to go with Big Lebowski more. So I think he'll get over. I think they'll, they'll combine for over seven stars and he'll prefer Big Lebowski. Shuddy, do you have a choice on which you like more? I'm going with Fight Club also. All right, here we go. Let's see. Wow, Big Lebowski got 4.5 dicks. Wow, yeah. Okay, so he just needs to get 2.5 on uh, Fight Club. I could smell I could smell a Matrix here. I could see Dom giving it one dick. <laughs> like, wait a second. They're the same guy? One dick. <laughs> 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 fucking stupid I'm with him <laughs> uh, 
Okay, here we go. Fight Club got one dick. <laughs> oh, <laughs> baby. Uh, I thought it was overrated, too. I wouldn't go. I, wouldn't. I was just a shade below the average. Just a, just a, just a yeah. pube below. Technically, Kevin wins. His over cashes. No, he said three. He said an average of three. Nobody won. No, but um, Jeff, you at least got Big Lebowski right. Yeah. Okay, this next batch, this is going to be, I feel like it's going to be another another barn burner here. Terminator 2. Oh, come on. Come on, oh, Tom. Just, I'm, oh, I don't. Bear with me, because this is, this is heavy hitters. The Shining. Aliens. One of the... Uh, I, I feel like most people feel... I mean, we got two of these. A lot of people feel Terminator 2 is better than Terminator 1. A lot of people feel Aliens is better than Alien. I, I agree on both of those. And The Shining is regarded as an all-time classic horror movie. And Dom loves horror movies. And the fourth movie is Jumanji... Welcome to the jungle. All right. I am going to pick the high and the low. All right. Shuddy boy showing off. Terminator 2 is the high. Shining is the low. Wow. I actually, I was feeling that as well. I mean, okay, so I've said this plenty of times over the years, but like to me, Terminator 2 is one of the most acceptable answers for greatest movie ever. I do have a funny Stanley Kubrick and Dom story, though. When you're done, Jeff, sorry. No, I I am done. Go ahead. Should we Should we do the reveals? Is this going to affect guessing? No, it's not going to. I don't think it's going to affect guessing. Because I mean, at this point, Shuddy, you you have the lead by two points, so it doesn't matter. You won. Um, I I mean, I'll tell you, you before you guys guess if you want, but it's just. It's just a funny fucking story because it made no no sense then and makes no sense now. All right. His best movie was the moon landing, right? So <laughs> we were we were partying one night and Mark and I were talking and we were talking about Stanley Kubrick like very casually, like there was nothing really going on and Mark said something about how he died just after eyes wide shut got released and Dom drunkenly barrels into the conversation and goes, you mean Stanley Kubrick's been dead for nearly half my life. What the fuck? And was really upset that Stanley Kubrick was dead. And Mark and I were like, what the fuck? He just missed that tidbit that, that, that headline that day. And it never caught up to him. <laughs> he, he just thought he just like retired. He was out the game. <laughs> yeah. He was so upset that Stanley Kubrick was dead. And this was like, I want to say like, this was like 2008, 2010, somewhere like it, he had been dead quite a long time. Uh, <laughs> wow. And Dom was very shocked and upset. Did that ruin Poor his Dom. night? No. I don't think so. Not good. All right. So, I mean, if if we're 
There's no chance of catching up. I just I do want to get that point, and I can't imagine Dom liking anything more than T2, but I think Tim is also aware of our fondness of, of T2 and could have thrown that in there as a curveball. So let's start at the, at the bottom and go start with Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, the remake. <laughs> it didn't Uh-oh. win. It didn't win. But Dom gave that 4.5 dicks. <laughs> Holy shit. I wonder if he would have given it 4.75 if he could have. I know. I, I, I do wish. How five he'd put it? I wish Letterboxd did implement the uh, 0.25 increments. Okay, so working from the bottom up, that brings us to Aliens, which Dom rated 4.5 dicks. A lot of heavy hitters here. Okay, now to see if Shuddy Boy is right. The Shining. Dom rated 4.5 dicks. <laughs> <laughs> so technically, technically, I'm right. Yep, by default, technically, yeah. I got both right. Yeah, because we didn't mention yeah. ties. It, it is the lowest, because Terminator 2 is a five-dicker, as it should I'm, be. Uh, yeah, I'm a big believer in technicalities. Good job, Shuddy. Uh, so, I mean... Tim did put a bonus category, so there's one more. So we could do it now, or we could save it for a day when we need to settle a bet. Or just <laughs> or just do it. It is... Yeah, he, um, mm, no, never mind. I, I feel know, like you you're the leader here. I feel like you should make the call. All right, fuck it. Let's do it. It's Christmas. All right, yeah. Thanks. And the first movie is Home Alone. Followed by another Schwarzenegger, Last Action Hero. Good movie. Another horror classic, Rosemary's Baby. And finally, Species. That movie was pretty good, too. And there's nudity. A lot of nudity. I could see Dom being into that. Because Natasha Henstridge, super, super hot. And her showing her boobies is going to score some extra dicks. Was she married to Liam Neeson? No, that was Natasha Richardson. Wrong Natasha. I've only seen Rosemary's Baby once, and I saw it when I was like maybe 12 or 13, because I was like, that's a famous movie. I'll watch it. And I remember being bored by it. So I don't know if Dom would share. And again, it's, it's a movie I haven't seen since. I've only seen it once. Home Alone's a classic. I gotta imagine Dom liked that. And Last Action Hero, Schwarzenegger. That's definitely where I'm going. Last Action Hero. I, I, I again, I'm just, you know, I think he's a, a major short Schwarzenegger fan. That's what I'm guessing, at least. And that's, that's my handicap, essentially. My brothers were watching Rosemary's Baby the other day. My brother's a big fan of Rosemary's Baby. It's like one of his favorite movies. I got to watch it again. Uh, Who goes next? Is it it you or me, Shuddy? You can go. Unless you want me to go so you don't pick the same thing. Well, this is just for fun, so I'll go Species. So it was Home Alone, Last Action Hero, Rosemary's Baby, and Species. Yeah. Reese's Species? I am going to go with Home Alone. Hmm. Okay. 
So let's check the one nobody picked. Rosemary's Baby got four dicks. Not the winner. Oh, shit. He didn't stay awake the whole time. I, I call bullshit on that. Okay, next we're going to check Home Alone. Four dicks. Not the winner. A lot, a lot of dicks being sucked. Last action hero, Jeff. Let's see. It got 4.5 dicks, and that's the winner. Nice. So you won the bonus round, Jeff. Nice. So the species is the lowest. Well, technically, he also got four dicks on that. Man, Tim, well done. Awesome game. Put together very well. Uh, oh, thank I know, you. I know Dom was super pumped. Dom loved hearing this last week. Yeah, I, him and I talked about it on What the Fuck Did I Just Watch. He really is, was really happy with it. Yeah. So shout out to Dom as well. That was fun. That was fun, guys, right? I had fun. Thank yeah. you, Dom, for having such an eclectic taste in movies that we can make a bit out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty bummed I lost, but hey, whatever. I can live with that. Yeah, you won last week. Hey, I've known Dom for like 20 years, and I didn't win either of them. Uh, yeah. Well, speaking of, of movies and stuff, do you guys have anything to review? Because I watched some, some shit. I watched something that is going to contradict an opinion of yours and an opinion that I had when this movie came up, uh, when you mentioned it. No kidding. All right. Um, I watched death to smoochie for the first time. No, no, no. For the first time in a long time. Huh. Okay. So your initial, I'm, I'm guessing you liked it the first time you watched it. Yeah. The, yeah, I've seen it a couple of times and remember really enjoying it. It did not, I don't know. I don't know what changed since the last time I saw it, but I just thought it uh, did not age very well. It was very dated. It is a little dated, but it, it, when like, I watched I it, mean, I could not get past John Stewart's hair. Anytime he was on screen, he did have like a weird bowl cut. So fucking, it took me out of it every single time. Every <laughs> yeah. time. Ruined by a haircut. Uh, some of it was good. I still really like Spinner. He's still a great character, but I just did not enjoy it as much. And Sharon was miserable start to finish. Really? Was Did not enjoy it one bit. I don't, like Spinner is obviously the funniest part of the movie. He's like consistently funny. Like the the prize fighter, retired prize fighter who has brain damage and is basically like a child and gets obsessed with Smoochie. Oh, Smoochie, I gotta go take a dump. <laughs> Every time Spinner talks, I laugh my ass off. Um The other elements I really liked is just the it's hard to not get caught up in Edward Norton's passion for just being like a I want to I want to give kids a positive message and make them happy and and keep them healthy and stuff. Like I found that infectious and Robin Williams playing like a a scumbag who whose plans are constantly blowing up in his face. I love that. I don't know. I it, it definitely cuz I mean Death the Smoochie is another one of those movies I've probably watched dozens of times. So I knew every joke as it was coming, but rewatching it 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 probably wasn't as great as I remember it, but I still love the fuck out of that movie. Did not love the fuck out of that movie. Danny DeVito's awesome in it. Um, we did watch Wayne on oh, Amazon. Oh, um, I've seen the first five episodes. 
we killed it in two nights. It's it's awesome. Fucking it is awesome. Fucking amazing. What is that sh- that British show on Netflix? Of the end of the, the fucking world. Is that what you're going to say? Yeah. Yes. This is a way better version of that story. I think I got the way same better. thing, and I was I actually had that in my notes to make the comparison because I know Wayne. I don't think is super popular. I've been seeing Doug Benson like mention it constantly, and I was like, all right, if Doug loves it this much, I uh, it's worth a shy or a shot. And the pilot is epic. Like if you just break it down as far as introducing the characters, setting the mood, and then making it the second half is just so eventful. It's like instantly hooked. You're like, oh, I have to see where this is going. This is fucking crazy. It's it's sort of like a dark comedy drama based in a shitty part of Boston of this little scuzzy shit kicker, 16-year-old who's basically, he's kind of a jerk-off scumbag, but he's also, when he sees an injustice, he can't help but step in. So he's constantly either getting his ass kicked or whipping the shit out of people. And I don't even want to say much more than that other than how great it is. And Shuddy, you, you, you guys barreled through the, the whole season. The whole season. It was amazing. It was so good. Yeah, um, it's, it, it's great. Is it an, is a, it's an Amazon original? Uh, it was a YouTube Red show. So it's been out for a little while. And then when YouTube Red folded, Amazon picked it up. And just released it on Amazon. Yeah, it's gotcha. ten episodes, ten episodes, half hour long. It's so fucking good. The writing in it is is top notch. Every character is so flushed out, and you know they're they're it's 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 got everything. Like it's funny, it's violent, it's got moments where you're like this guy's a scumbag, and then you warm up to them, and it's got heartwarming moments. It's it's really really good. And fucking Michael Malley, I know he's a he's a hit on MSPH. Yeah, Michael Malley is the the principal or vice principal in it. Awesome, awesome, awesome. He knocks it out of the fucking park. It's so goddamn good. And I know they're yeah, trying to make John- a, they're making a push right now because I think there's Amazon is still undecided on whether they're going to do another season of it. So it's it's definitely worth getting into now if there's a chance of you know one last push being the deciding factor on whether it gets brought back or not. So is Amazon or uh, YouTube red? Are they not doing original programming anymore? I was just like a quick thing and they're done for. I guess not. Cause Maybe I, I mean, I have YouTube TV and they're not like, they're not pushing any YouTube original content. They're not doing they're... that anymore. Right. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. Cause so Cobra Kai is Cobra over to Kai Netflix is over on Netflix yeah. and this is on Amazon. Dude, I'm telling you, if you got a, go ahead. Sorry, I recommend this so much. Me too, and uh, I'm only halfway through. Every character in this show is, you know, I what made me want to watch it was that Doug loves movies episode with that he had Mike O'Malley on and the guy who played the sh- the lieutenant and the writer. Yeah, and every character is fleshed out like very well like you even the characters that are just in it for an episode they they just feel like they don't feel like they're just throwaway characters if that yeah. makes if i'm making sense and it's like that in every episode every episode there's one or two characters that plays some sort of 
role in the entire episode and then you never see him again but it's just um like the way you saw the episode with the waitress who worked at the bus station yes right yeah like her yeah that awesome character parent. there was no need for that character like that the, that character wasn't necessary and it was just a one up, but that character was great throughout. Like, yeah, with just like a, it's it's so well made that just a couple lines of dialogue gives you an entire world on that character. It's so crazy how they do it, but it's super impressive, and it's not a huge time commitment. And if you watch the first episode and you're not hooked on it, I'd have a hard time seeing that happening. But holy you're shit. the pussy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you don't like it. You're the problem, not Wayne. <laughs> Wayne is so fucking good. I think you you would really like it too, Jeff. I do okay. think you would really enjoy it. I definitely would stake my reputation on that. It's great. There's not like a single throwaway line in it. Every piece of dialogue, everything that happens has its purpose. There's there's no there's no fat to be trimmed from this show. It's just concise, masterfully made. So fucking good. The joke really in funny the first too. few episodes about the the police officer beating cancer had me rolling every fucking time. And usually jokes that are repeated incessantly drive me insane. But just the placement of it was like, oh, he, he so, is just, I, I loved it. That guy is great. Yeah. All around. Wayne kicks ass. I can't many- wait till you see the twist uh, in the last episode. Yeah, I'm 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 trying to like show a little bit of restraint and not blow through all ten episodes right away, but it's tough. It's there was tough no to not restraint. let it autoplay. Wednesday, because of the snow, we weren't doing anything. So we watched the first eight episodes on Wednesday and then finished it on Thursday. Yeah, like it was we did it was the perfect snow day kind of thing. Yeah, I bet. Um, so I, watched, I recommend that. Uh, I don't want to hijack the segment, so I'll wait before I say. No, anything. give give your dick ratings because I I mean so far it's epic, but I still have you know five more episodes to watch before I rate it. It's definitely a solid four point five four point seven five. It it carries throughout, like it doesn't. The, it, the tone and the pacing doesn't change much throughout the rest of the show. Yeah. That's what I'm consistency. Yeah. And, and the, it's like, I mean, the description of it's young John wick as written by John Hughes is so accurate. Yeah. That's good. Uh, <laughs> it, it's so fucking accurate because it just has a lot of, and it's violent. Yeah, they go for it. It is violent, and it it kind of comes out of nowhere. All of it, you know, it, something will be happening, and then the next thing you know, there will be him bashing somebody's face in with with a hammer. Yeah, Wayne has no restraint. If he sees somebody being a cocksucker, like there's there's an episode. I'll try not to spoil too much. Where uh, Wayne works as a day laborer, <laughs> and this guy who is picking like day laborers up to work on his house is the biggest cocksucker. And like he just encounters cocksuckers and lets nothing slide. Like if you piss Wayne off, he's fucking coming for you, and he has if you're no a restraint. Bad person, he is fucking your world up. 
Yeah. If you are and that's wrong, also it's also very satisfying to watch because you get you they introduce these great scumbags and then they get their comeuppance and you're like, oh yes. Yeah, it rules. So every little episode they go win? A little yeah. bit. Even though it's, it's set dark in Boston, and it's right? It's yeah. set in Boston between Boston and Ocala, Florida, because what the idea of it is his dad's car was stolen years ago, so he goes on a mission to retrieve the car. So it's like him traveling from from Boston to Florida. So and everything that happens in between and when he gets to Florida. There's a lot gotcha. of people going, it's fucking cocksucker. There's a lot of that. <laughs> but Ares. Yeah, Ares. suck my cock. Ares, <laughs> I'm going to hit you with my the hammer. Girl who, the girl who played Dell was 20 when it was made. Really? And she looks like she's 14. Oh, yeah. She looks like a fucking child. She's got some Queen's Gambit vibe to her. Even more so. Even more so. Oh, yeah? <clears throat> or yeah, Orphanage, girl, Queen's Gambit? This girl look, is, looks crazy young. Yeah, because I, I, I heard that same episode of Doug Loves Movies, and they were talking about that. You know, when you hire a minor to work on a TV show or a movie, there's, you know, all these strict rules of the amount of hours they can work, the breaks that need to be taken, you know, the, the onset schooling sessions that have to take place. So they were like, man, we had people lined up that were age-appropriate, but it was it was too expensive, too much of a headache. So we went with adults that just look like kids. But yeah, check out Wayne. You can thank us later. I watched. I think I'm going to check it in. I think you got. All right, check it out. I think you guys sold me. Have you watched Ted Lasso yet, Jeff? Kevin? Have you? <laughs> I don't. I don't have Apple TV. Jesus Christ! Well, no, I haven't either. Sorry, sorry, Shuddy. I, I don't know. Basketball is coming up too. I'm gonna be fucked. I don't. I don't <laughs> know how I'm, gonna, how I'm gonna find all this time for my naps and for my basketball. I'm, Parker and stop. I got movies. Damn it, Miles. We're talking. Yeah, Miles and Parker are running around the house like lunatics. Like there's not something more important happening right now. You too. I feel like Miles and Parker are two names that just that just reek of spoiled. <laughs> Which actually kind of leads me into my review, which is Fat Man. Have you guys seen the the trailer for Fat Man? I th- I've watched some of it. It's like a Mel Gibson Santa thing. Yeah, it's like a Mel Gibson Santa action movie, and I thought it was actually pretty sweet. Uh, I watched half of it last night and then half of it this morning because I fell asleep. You know, I can't stay awake for movies. I guess. Bill walked out of the movie. He didn't. Wa- he didn't watch it all the way through. And Cheech finished it and said it was all right. But Bill I don't know. Like, like it's it. got a weird vibe to it, right? It's. It probably should be funnier than it is, or it probably should be more intense than it is. And it. Ah, uh, they were wishy washy, huh? They didn't know which way to commit. I see. I liked it. I'm just saying. I'm. I'm trying to give you the perspective that maybe my brother or someone who wouldn't like it would give you i i'm also i gotta be honest i'm biased here i'm very 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 pro mel gibson um and i don't want to I, I don't want to get emotional here and i don't i definitely don't want to get in an argument with you guys but i'm not going to listen to fucking mel gibson slander all right we're here to review the man's work what he's done or allegedly has done in his private life we're going to leave that off the table 
Yeah, that but, could have been that could have been Frank Caliendo on those tapes doing a spot on Mel Gibson impression. There's a lot of explanations here. Well, most important. How about there, we just focus on the movie, that, Jeff? You were right. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what I want to do. Um, I, Mel Claus had like this scary, like not so friendly voice, and it sounded like voicemail Mel the whole time. Oh no! And he was shouting and angry. Was he Australian just, in he, it? Did he have his Australian accent? No, no Australian Mel. I try not to focus on that that Mel. Uh, do you think like he leans into the whole angry man, angry man brand? It might yeah. be his only card left to play, right? Like, because nobody's gonna buy him as like a soft, gentle man anymore. He might as well no, just be a pissed yeah. off, raving lunatic. Yeah, what women want is totally in the <laughs> rear view. In the yeah, rear it's definitely view. not those voicemails. That's not what women want. He, I think. We saw a little more woke Mel though. He had a there was a black Mrs. Claus or Mrs. Kringle in this case. He he had an interracial marriage and fat man. That's very big. And it was, yeah, it was thing. Times are changing, <laughs> Kevin. All right, not all right. everyone's. You know, Mel Mel's learning learning uh, how to be more woke, but also Walton Goggins oh, as what a the treasure. villain. What a fucking treasure. He. Okay, so this didn't necessarily happen this movie, although he was great. He was fucking great. And he was picture perfect, quintessential prime Walton Goggins. But Walton Goggins one day will give a top 10 villain performance in the history of movies. It's common. The shit Walton Goggins in HBO's Vince Vice Principals was really one of the most terrible he- characters ever ever oh, yeah. created. In the it sense was of the just scum like of the earth, evil. Oh, he just absolute scumbag, absolute scumbag. <laughs> and Walton Goggins like perfectly embodied him. How I don't know. I'm I don't know why. I don't know how, but it was beautiful. You know what's crazy beautiful. though? Because he can he can do both. He can play just such a despicable scumbag that you're also like, man, I love this cocksucker. But he's also I watched that show that he did with um, Rob Corddry called The Unicorn, where he plays like a a widow a widower trying to get back on the dating scene. And he's I bet he's wholesome. He is wholesome as fuck. He's super wholesome, and he's like after watching him play like five thousand scumbags, he's just as easy easily believable as this like kind hearted down down in his dumps like wholesome guy. He plays a transsexual prostitute in Sons of Anarchy. I mean, what can't he do? He he's plays. A, he's a legend. Yeah, he he plays someone who identifies as a female and happens to be a prostitute and he just the range on that man is really it's it's tremendous it is he is a treasure i gotta i gotta see if i can call in a uh, a rob cordry favor and be like yeah yeah hook me up with walton i'm gonna get him on msph i the shield was a great show that he was amazing on. Uh, he was great as the bad guy in Justified. Predators. Um, he was awesome in that. He, I would uh, love to have Walton Goggins as a guest on MSPH. Yeah, that'd be epic. absolutely. All right, well, so uh, back to Fat Man, Jeff. Sorry. 
No, it's. I mean, that's kind of what I wanted to talk about. Because Goggins love fest. Like you nailed it. There's some wholesomeness to it, and just fucking just weird, weird, just dickhead vibes to to Walton Goggins and or his character. So that's kind of what I mean. Is that him being able to do both? When you blend that into like a truly evil character and give him the right writer, he's gonna he might win an Oscar on some evil shit one day. Like that guy's fucking awesome. Um, and I just thought like him and Mel, you know, doing it out and and the the blend of their characters while they were both kind of dicks. Uh, Mel was just more of like a no nonsense Santa Claus. Like like I, I, the whole one of the storylines in the movie was that like, it's a fucking Santa Claus is failing, right? Like the world is less enamored or caught up with, with Santa Claus and whole shit. And also there's more rotten children. So it was obviously a darker, more sinister look on or darker look on, on, on Santa Claus. But I, I loved it. I, excuse me. I really like the match of those two. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give Fat Man, I think, 3.75 dicks. I liked it. That's respectable. Yeah. I like... Was that a, a rental or like, is it streaming somewhere? No, it's it's on Amazon Prime. You can either rent it for $7 or buy it for $7. So I just hmm. figured if we didn't like it, we'll return it. Whatever. $7. I like when you're presented but, with that option. It's like, all right, I guess I will own this digitally now. You yeah, weirdos, no brainer, right? Fucking weirdos, Amazon. I just wish the money goes straight to Mel Gibson's pocket. <laughs> well, I'm sure a decent <laughs> amount of it does. Well, so, I mean, he's fucking. He's what brought me in. He's what got my money. I'll tell you that. But I thought it was pretty sweet. Yeah, I like it. So I watched two fairly high-profile movies this past week. I watched Tenet which you're only presented with the option of buying it for $20. No rental. So I, I fucking dove in headfirst on that one. And uh, it was, that was you know one of those happened? movies where like, it just kept getting pushed because you know it's, oh, a Christopher Nolan movie is something you have to see in the theaters. And after seeing it, I don't know if seeing it in the theaters would have made much of a difference. Um, I was thoroughly confused from start to finish. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if there was a second in that movie where I fully comprehended what was happening. And while some cool shit did happen, there was some cool shit. Um, I, I I know I at least grasped some of what was happening, and it was a cool concept. But in its entirety, so many fucking rules. Like Inception was a little confusing like it got to a point where you're like okay i get what's going on here i get what's going on here and then it's like okay you're now within a dream within a dream within a dream and then there's limbo and it's like ooh, i'm starting to lose track on some of the rules here but overall i think i understood the majority of what was happening in inception not the case with tenant like so many like go ahead what's up sorry i was gonna say did you like robert pattinson more or was Denzel's kid was James Washington is that his name uh David John Washington ah fuck I feel like a dumbass because I did like him in uh Black Klansman yeah he's good he's 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 awesome he's an awesome actor and Pattinson was awesome in it too but it was just Jarrett from Ballers it was it was uh, uh I couldn't follow it 
And I, I, I remember at multiple points in the movie being like, I'm too fucking stoned for this. And then I realized I haven't smoked weed yet today. <laughs> Is it worth it to rewatch it? From what I hear, I talked to our friend Bonnie, who saw, who, she went and saw it when it was running in the theaters. And she was super confused throughout it. And then I guess when she got home, she watched a YouTuber sort of breaking it down and explaining it. And I think she said that made a little more sense. It explained some more stuff and cleared up some loose ends. But from from what the the consensus is, is it's a movie you have to watch three times to really fully grasp. And it's two and a half hours long. It's a long-ass fucking movie. And, uh, oh, you know who else killed it was Kenneth Branagh. He, he's like a chameleon. Like I, I'm like, who is this guy? He's kicking ass in this movie. And I look it up and it's like, what the fuck? It's Kenneth Branagh again. How does he do it? But he was awesome as like the Russian bad guy. Is he guy. in Braveheart? I don't remember. Is he in Bruges? I think so. Again, yeah, he's a chameleon. He's like the burly co-hitman with oh, no. her hitman partner. That's I think that's Brendan Gleeson. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. Love that guy. Yeah, he kicks ass too. But it was it was it was good and it was well made. But I was too lost to fully appreciate it. And as much as it pains me to do it, Tenet's a two point seven five dicker. It was I'll it was a what. real struggle just being so fucking lost and like I don't know. And then when it ends and it's like, hey, if you really want to appreciate this movie, watch it again. And it's like, oh, that was like homework. Yeah, I hate when people have to exp- like when I need movies explained to me. Like if it has to be explained to me, probably I, I don't know. I'm gonna be frustrated. Maybe I'm mad at myself for being dumb, but it's probably not a movie I'm going to score very well. I'm not going to suck many dicks of that movie. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I don't think you would be, especially if you start watching it around six o'clock and then fall asleep at seven. It's going to piss you off. Yeah, yeah. No, I need the sun needs to be um, up for me to watch Tenet. I, I am biased though. I mean, I am a big Christopher Nolan fan, so I'm going to so go I. into it wanting to like it. There is a little bit of that. You can't space out for a second, and even then, it's still just fucking what? And I don't know why he, he like they it had to be so secretive before it was coming out. Like, oh, the plot has to remain super, super secret. You can't know anything about it. It's like I don't, I don't feel like it was better served being so mysterious. What, what, what was it about again? Huh? Yeah. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> well. Yeah, apparently he didn't need to be. Uh, he didn't need to disguise his pitches. Just throw the heat, dude. Whatever. See, my theory is that even the studio didn't know what the hell was going on, but they're like, <laughs> "Well, it's fucking Christopher Nolan. Just let him go." And then they're like, "You know what? We'll let you guys figure it out when you watch the movie what the plot is." Yeah, marketing couldn't fucking. They couldn't put a tagline <laughs> or whatever, an, yeah. a, a buttoned-up treatment on it. And the other movie I watched was. The final film of Chadwick Boseman, which just got released to Netflix, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Is that like with a, Vi- a Viola Davis who's just plastered in makeup? Yeah, she is fucking wild in this movie. Oh my God. Wild how? Just, she becomes a completely different person. It's insane. Like, Ma Rainey, I don't know how... I didn't even know she was a real person, 
but I guess she was like a blues singer in the twenties, and she was the mother billed as the mother of blues. So it basically is just a movie that takes place in a recording studio session. So she's the ultimate fucking diva. Like she had to be the OG diva. And their her music styling is big, so she goes to New York with her band to record a single. And it just follows all the drama and fighting and infighting and diva behavior that takes place over. It's like a 90-minute movie. It's not it's not very long. But it's all very very contained. And it's like her band telling stories and bickering and then people getting in fights with each other within the band and then Ma Rainey like button heads with her manager and the crackers that are running the studio and it was fucking crackers. Oh man, she gives it to these crackers. It was awesome. Oh, that's good. Yeah. It was funny watching her. Watching her cuz she knows like she there's a part in the movie where she says like silly crackers don't give a fuck about me all they care about is my voice and once they get my voice they don't give a fuck about me anymore so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna get as much out of them as i can they're gonna treat my ass like fucking gold because they're just gonna boot me to the curb when all this is over with so fuck it i'm taking advantage of this situation and she good perspective viola davis was so awesome and uh i don't know a lot of shit happens in this movie it's kind of why like the ending it's fucking crazy. It's like, holy shit, they went there with this like self-contained small movie. Like, whoa! It, it, it's not like Thanos. Was it the aliens the whole time. Thanos doesn't like walk out of a closet and snap his fingers with the Infinity Gauntlet or anything. But it's just, it's it's jarring. You're like, whoa, holy shit, that was unexpected. Um, and I so like like I said, she was a real person, and. I don't know how close of records they were keeping on people's lives in the 20s. But if that's how shit went down, that's that's insane. That's crazy. I also didn't realize that that black people dropped the N-word so much in the 20s. I thought that was more of a modern development, like 60s and 70s. But in the 20s, just in conversation with each other, they dropped the N-bomb like, like a fucking skit off of the chronic. It's, yeah. it's flying like crazy. Like me back in like 2012. Oh my god! <laughs> Just kidding. Just um, kidding. Parker, what's up, buddy? This oh, is Miles. Moved. This uh, is Miles. Whatever. Miles, Miles. Is chilling. But I mean, Chadwick Boseman's last performance—he knocks it out of the park too. It was—it was good. It was a good movie. I don't know if I'll ever watch it again, but solid performances all around. I could see it getting some some last-minute Oscar nods. Both. Chadwick and Viola, Viola Davis were crushing it on screen. Crushing it. It was, was good. It, was it like an example of a very, very dysfunctional team or family, but when the music goes on, they come together and just blast out some dope shit, or is it just all internal conflict and that's all we're dealing with? No, they, they, they're, they, you know, they kill it when they're, when they're, when they're on, but between, yeah. you know, in, in-house bickering, Ma, Rain- Ma Rainey being, you know, a diva. She she wants her nephew, who has a severe stuttering problem, to be on the track. And everybody's like, no. Like, the band is like, no. The crackers running the studio are like, no. And she's like, all right, deal breaker. I'm leaving. Bye. And they're like, okay, okay, fine. Your stuttering nephew can be a part of this. So it's just crazy shit like that. Um, it, and it was good. You know, I don't, I don't know how 
enthralling uh, a, a blues recording session in the 20s is, but I, I enjoyed it. Um, solid 3.75 dicker. It was interesting. It was cool. Like Fat Man. <laughs> yeah. All Just right. in a different... Fat Man. It, what, it's called Ma Rainey's? Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Every time I see the trailer for it or commercial for it, I just like, oh man, it's probably terrible. But you said it's good. Fair I enough. think you would like it. I love a gratuitous use of the N word by people who can use it, of course. And it has uh, a disproportionate, it's very minimal amount of crackers, which I know you, you appreciate in your Get movies down. as well. I do. Yeah. Shadi, what just happened with your lighting? The dogs knocked over the umbrella light. You f- miles. Oh, I'm going to go Michael Parker. Vick on you. All right. Well, while Shuddy Boy is doing that, let's wrap up the show with a couple voicemails. Yay. The episode. Get out of here. Get. Huh? Oh, boy. Someone's about, to, someone's about to be grounded. Don't make me get the belt. Going back in the cage, Miles, you motherfucker. God damn it, assholes. Oh, boy. Okay, here we go. Uh, this one. Hey, what's up, MSPH? Just listening to you guys playing the uh, Letterbox D game with Jeff Hostin. Wanted to call and give him some shit. He talks all <laughs> his all his stuff about Armageddon being one of his favorite movies. And he called Owen Wilson the geologist. You fucking pussy. Steve Buscemi was the geologist. His character's name was Rockhound, for God's sakes. Anyway, <laughs> keep kicking ass, guys. Later. Wow. You just Hold got on. Armageddon owned. I am pretty sure they're both geologists. Well, that's why they were on two different fucking ships. One was on Freedom and one was on Independence. Like, mm. the point was that those two were racing to 800 feet, so they needed people that could do the same shit on each ship. All right, so go back and rewatch a fucking arm again because they were both geologists. You pussy. <laughs> <laughs> fucking believable. I didn't, no, I did not get checked. I didn't get arm arm again checked by anyone. No, no, no. All right, the drama continues. Jeff, maybe you'll have I to watch. I, you'll have to watch arm again for the for the five hundredth time this weekend. Yeah. Are you up to the challenge? Don't worry. I plan on watching again tonight. Don't worry. All right, let's see what this human is saying. Yo, this is a random caller into Mad Scientist Party Hour. I went to the Empire State Building. Is this uh, pseudo Shuddy making his long-awaited return? Shuddy's pissed. I couldn't see so goddamn good. And I (laughs) went there and my shoes fell off and then my glasses and then I Jesus uh, this is not a random caller uh, I cannot see help me oh Jesus oh baby Jesus help me so something who be Hubie Halloween pseudo shuddy and Saul Rosenberg from the jerky boys have just merged into one now yeah <laughs> interesting uh, all right, here's another human. Hey, guys. It's uh, Trevor Collins. Um, I'm a new listener. I've probably listened to about 
10 of your casts. Nice. I'm a survivor of the devastation of the Jason Ellis show. Uh, <laughs> I've listened you, to that for years. I'm sorry for your loss. How did I never know Kevin had his own podcast? You guys are- oh, I've mentioned it. Believe me, for 10 <laughs> years I've been yelling for people to listen to my podcast, but... And now we're begging. No, Yeah, once you, once you start begging, that's when people listen. That's the problem. When everybody has a podcast, like even Walmart greeters have a podcast, and you're like, hey, listen to my podcast. People are like, oh, Jesus Christ, everybody's got a motherfucking podcast. To be fair, our podcast is pretty awesome. It is sweet. It is It is yeah. pretty fucking sweet. So welcome I mean, aboard, Trevor. Week, so. Yeah. Great. I, I, I've been really impressed with this stuff. Um, I'm looking at joining the Patreon. Oh, do it, friend. Do it. If you think this content is epic, across the board, every tier's got epic content. My biggest debate is, do I need supermarket queefs or not? Because- oh, dude. We have people now chomping at the bits for supermarket queefs to come out. We, there are official supermarket queefs superfans. They exist, and they, are, they, they, they make their voices heard. Yeah, we get a uh, a great response for our supermarket queefs. Yeah, it might be the funniest thing we put up on Patreon. If you want testimonials, Trevor, Trevor, we have them. Yeah, we have. Uh, it, I'm in Canada. We don't have uh, Ooh, whatever supermarket sweep on Netflix. Oh. Okay, uh, we've we've been contacted by international listeners who say the episodes are on YouTube. They, they, the commercial cuts might be off, but they should pretty much line up with what we're doing. And before every episode, we do give the legacy number. So you can look up the exact episode we're watching. Wait, they don't have supermarket sweeps on Canada Netflix? Canada Netflix Correct. and U.S. Netflix offer different content. I never knew that. No shit. It's not available up here. Are you guys calling out the episode names that I can, you know, Oops. Yep. obtain the episode <laughs> so I can follow Very along? Um, really enjoying the show, guys. Um, keep up the good work. Um, Kevin, awesome. Loving the new show with Jason. Um, keep up the good work, guys. You know, um, thanks. Thank no, you. For no. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And I hope you enjoy the, the Patreon content if and when you sign up, friend. All right, let's do yeah, one whatever more. tier you get, there's a lot. There's a, there's a few tiers and there's a lot of content. So, All right, got one more before we, before we peace out for the week. Oh, it oh, looks like it's Trevor again. <laughs> hey, guys, Trevor again. Uh, sorry, I forgot one thing I wanted to ask about, just two stones. This feels bad for me. Uh, I wanted to ask, I've been looking through the old episodes. I haven't seen any mention of the Venture Bros being canceled, and that that seems like something that should be right up at the very least Kevin's alley. Um, Just curious, do you guys watch? Is that something that, you know, you guys noticed? Like, how how do you feel about HBO Max? Might pick them up. Thanks for the time, and if nobody watches the Venture Bros, go fuck yourself. Bye. (laughs) I don't know what Adventure Bros is. Yeah, I'll go fuck myself. The Venture Bros was a... Oh, oh. The Venture Bros. Okay, yeah, I'm aware of it. Never watched it. I didn't watch a ton of... That's Adult Swim, right? Correct. But I thought that was canceled a long time ago. I think it was fairly recent, because I remember seeing people tweeting about it. Um, 
I thought it was gone a long time ago too because it was a show that I never watched, but I saw featured a lot. I saw people talking about it and shit. I think what happened was with the little bit of investigating that I did was there was big gaps in between seasons. So it stretched over a very long period of time, but I don't think they were cranking out episodes consistently throughout. And I think it did, I don't know, within the past few months or this year get canceled. But yeah, I never I never watched it. I never got too big into a lot of the Adult Swim stuff. I dabble in it every now and then. I'll watch some episodes, but... Yeah, I... I... Adult Swim... There was a time when I watched a lot of Adult Swim. Uh, but it was like Robot Chicken, Aqua Teen, Hunger Force. Yeah, I never got into the Aqua Teen style of humor. And it seems like, I don't know, maybe this is me just wildly guessing, but I just always assumed that Venture Bros was the same style of humor as Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Sort of, but it but smarter. Oh. Yeah, it was a little just too wacky for the sake of being wacky. I don't know. Like, this and is Jeff, a very oh, I don't even Foster know how to swim. Show. <laughs> um. uh, I'm not that black. No. Was that the end of your okay. thought, Shuddy? Yeah, I mean, or are you just going to let like, Jeff's it's a racism hang there? Version of Johnny Quest, essentially. All right. And the bad guy is a mo- is a butterfly is called the monarch, and he's a butterfly. I, I don't. Yeah. Sorry I don't to know what Trevor even said. Was it Adventure Bros or just Venture? Venture. Like their last name about is just... Venture. V like Adventure, but without the AD. Okay. Wait, what? It's it's both or so, cartoon? Doctor, excuse me, Doctor Venture. So wait, who won the lottery? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what Trevor's talking about. Sorry. Oh uh, yeah, like I said, I'll go fuck myself. I'll pick that option. Well, hopefully you still like us, Trevor. Um, and thank you all for listening. Thank you for checking us out. Uh, don't forget, full episodes are up on YouTube, just minus the Easter egg. So youtube.com slash madscientistpartyhour if you want to subscribe <clears throat> and watch those and see all the visuals that come along with this. I've been told um, Jeff's faces are quite an adventure. Yeah. I don't know if it was on the pa- Patreon or the main episode, but I think last week you had grasped a few fingers full of mustache hair and we're like stretching your lips out <laughs> yeah, like that. And I'm like, what the fuck is Jeff doing? I'm just going to gloss over that and let him have fun playing with his lips. <laughs> but yeah, check uh, it out. Yeah. We're there. Um, if you haven't, man, we got a, a huge surge of, uh, of reviews on iTunes, which has been awesome. And it seems like if we can keep the momentum going someday soon, we might hit a thousand reviews and that just blasts us off to a whole different stratosphere. Like, man, these motherfuckers got over a thousand views. I got to check that shit out. So thank you to everybody who has reviewed and subscribed on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever the fuck it's known as these days. Absolutely. The support has been overwhelming. It's been great. It's, you know, as far as this podcast is concerned, it's been the best stretch we've ever had. So thank you so much. And yeah, you fingers know, I, crossed people. I'm really hold out. I'm really proud of like where the show is going. Uh, in terms of just like, I guess our creativeness or just our, I don't know what we got going on. So it's great. And I appreciate all the, all the new subscribers and all the new listeners and all that stuff. Thank you. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you guys. Yeah. And if you need more MSPH in your life, we do have a Patreon. It's been around for three years 
And when you sign up, you get access to the backlog of whatever tier you signed up for. So patreon.com slash mad scientist party hour. $5 tier gets you a bonus podcast every week. We do an extra half hour to 45 minutes, sometimes an hour. Um, and then the, the $10 tier has all the specialty stuff. You get video of the Patreon podcast episodes. And we all have our individual solo offerings, which there's tons of. And anytime we get a crazy idea like supermarket queefs where we watch fucking supermarket sweep episodes from the 90s and do a commentary track that's where we put it all of our experimental weird ideas go straight there so ten dollar tier is packed i was looking at it and it's almost every day there's there's new stuff almost yeah we lots have of like stuff comes out a lot of I'm pretty I'm pretty pumped about how many like uploads or posts we have per day or per month. Like we, you know, we're delivering content. So um, I, a few of the listeners actually like DM me on Discord and reach out to me. He's like, "Hey, make sure make sure you guys are really selling the the backlog or all the content that you guys have banked because it's fucking awesome." And over the years, like it's it's a great listen uh, to go back over the years and listen to all the the content we have there. So just going to underline that point from you. Like, Hey, you know, um, it, not just the new stuff that's coming, but the, all the old stuff. Yeah. It's not specific to time generally, or even if so, it hasn't dated poorly, at least according to the subscribers that we've had for, for a long time now, years. So shout out to those guys who have been riding with us for years now and shout out to the new people and yeah, check out the content that we have. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Um, if you want to follow us on Instagram, I'm at Kevin Craft, at Shuddy Boy, at Jeffrey Records, and at MSPH Podcast, and also at Dominator Three Eleven. Oh Give yeah, the homie, homie Dom a shout out. Puminati Senior Producer, and uh, don't forget Jeff's podcast, Fade the Media. Check that out. Yeah. Um, what else? Oh, if you want to be a part of voicemails, yay! Call two zero one four seven two. 0139 and leave a message after the beep. And as always, you can shoot your emails to madscientistpartyhour at gmail.com. Don't forget to load up on Dr. Steve questions. You can start sending those in now and we'll catalog them and we'll, we'll ask them when Dr. Steve is on. Yeah, shoot all, your, shoot all your Dr. Steve emails on us. Yeah, all over our faces. And hey, <laughs> Merry Christmas, friends. We'll see you next week. But until next time, ooh! Something! Test, 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 test. Meow, 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 meow. Blimp, blimp, blimp. Check, check, check. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yep. What's up, fart faces? I tried to see if Shuddy was listening or could hear me, but he didn't respond. Oh, there's the missing piece. Hey, fellas. What up, Shuddy? Sorry, I was... Uh, <sighs> I'm prepping for a uh, take-it-in-the-ass meeting tomorrow. Yikes. Yeah. That's yeah. a crappy Christmas, Christmas present. Yep, yep, yep. You jumping on the line with HR tomorrow? No, no. It's uh I've heard it's easier, Shuddy, if you just relax and let it happen. 
I'm having to put financial reports together because six out of the seven stores operated in the red for the month of November. Substantially. I'll just put that on, just put that on marketing. <laughs> uh, so I'm trying to get our forecasting financial model filled in. And so when I go into the meeting, I have at least some information. My goodness. So, you know. That sounds fun. Oh, yeah. Yep. Great fun. So excited to to have to attempt to figure out accounting and all of that with zero accounting background. For some reason, you sound um, particularly crunchy today. Because I was opening. No, before even before you started messing with that. Your your voice sounds like you have um, like a shuddy pedal attached to your mic, making you extra shuddy. Sounds like a compliment. You're welcome, shuddy. I'm going to regret welcome. my fashion choices this episode. I'm already starting to get hot. I think you look good. Is it is that look going anywhere besides our YouTube or? Just YouTube. Nice. Very festive. Looks good. And now Shuddy's completely muted. Or he's sign languaging us. He's he's muted. Oh. Who's that on the now. shirt? Whoa. That was eardrum exploding. I mean, I haven't touched the gain on my end. You're uh, loud as fuck right now. Yeah, you're coming in way hot. Is that better? Talk again? Yo, 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 yo. Yeah, you got to come down a little. Dude, uh, yo, 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 yo. Yeah, way down. Dude, that's all the way down on the gain. Well, time to go to the volume. This gain doesn't go any lower on the microphone. Really? Maybe put it in a different room. Put your mic in the bathroom and see if that helps. I don't understand why this is all of a sudden a problem. Check, 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 check. You're close. If there, I mean, we can deal with it. You can be a little louder than us. It actually sounds better loud than it did when it was like super crunchy. How's this? Now you're pretty quiet. Too quiet? You can come up a, a hair. How's that? A bung piece. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. How about, does that sound good to you, Jeff? It does. It sounds much better. You sound clearer, too. Okay. Well, I think there's problems with the, the cable for this Yeti. Um, who's on your sweater? Harambe? It's uh, Sasquatch in a bikini. Should I go get one of my Christmas sweaters, or is this festi- this sweater festive enough? That's, you know, that's, a, that's a personal decision. I'm, I'm going to be sweating my dick off in about 20 minutes. And we've got yeah, about dude. three hours of content or so to make. <laughs> well, we have options. Do you want to see? Do you want to see my birthday boy Christmas sweater, or do you want to see my velour tiger wearing uh, a Christmas hat? Track I mean, jacket? should we just do a fashion show when we start? <laughs> Yeah, we could do that. All right, let me go grab one. Also, give me me record permissions before you go. 
Foist things foist. There you go. This is a very bad idea. This is like when I um, dressed up as Patrick Bateman from American Psycho to Comic-Con and wore a full suit plus a clear raincoat on top of it and greenhoused myself. That was a very bad idea. You leaned out a little bit that day. I did. Yeah. And it'll probably happen again today. I already feel my fucking forearms getting a little damp. Check, 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 check. Are you staying around your hood for the the holiday? Yeah. Yeah, family's been trying to get me to go to San Diego, and I'm like, I can't. At this point, I'm like pot committed. I got to just stay. The only people I come in contact with, you know, face-to-face, maskless, has got to be the radio show guys. Yeah. Because, like, I risk getting my family sick, and then who knows? There's always that chance that I get sick from them too and then bring it to the other guys and if i'm the one who brings covid into this situation i'm gonna get it so much i'm gonna get yelled at so much worse than if it was anybody else so i gotta yeah i gotta really double down really in a tough spot there buddy yeah i need somebody to fudge my um my birth certificate and make me like an 80 year old man for a little bit and i'll just get in the uh the six flags guy costume I'm here for the vaccine. This is polio, right? I'm confused. Do the Johnny Knoxville dirty grandpa bit. Yeah, walking with my nuts hanging out of my my pant leg. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Just injected into my balls. So I couldn't find two years ago's Christmas sweater. I could Mm. only find this year's and then the tracksuit I wore last year. Tracksuit. You're like, come DMC. <laughs> oh my god. Oh wow. All right, yeah, we should That's kind of cool. We should kick this off. <laughs> it's if like Rocky Balboa had like a, a Christmas vibe to him. It still has it has shit. it on the front too. Can you hear this? Is that fart? a gift or, or did you buy that yourself? I bought that myself. That was just a little shoddy treat. <laughs> treat yourself. <laughs> All right, you guys ready to roll? Yes. I am. Los Angeles, California, where the mad scientist party hour. <laughs> 